Will he like me? Who can say? Oh, this evening seems a million years away. It's insanity to worry so all day. I'll try not to. With us today, we have a very special guest. Philip Chafin is with us. Uh, many of our listeners will know Philip. He's an actor, a performer, a Grammy Award-nominated album producer. He's releasing his fifth album, Will He Like Me, a song cycle from the LGBTQA perspective. And uh, it's on the PS Classics uh, record label, which, Philip, you're also the A&R person for. So welcome to Broadway Radio. Glad to have oh. you here pleasure thank you for having me oh it's so exciting uh, before we started recording i said you know i feel as though i've known you for so many years and in fact i don't think that we've actually physically met but i've been you know listening to ps classics and your albums over the years and and appreciating your artwork so tell us how did this particular album come to be um well the um many ways uh First, uh, um, a friend of mine, uh, Niffer Clark, had had done a uh, a CD of Ingenue songs, and um, Richard Carsey, uh, my music director, was her music director, and um, one of the songs was "Will He Like Me," and that just song just kind of, I was like, I would love to sing that song, and I even worked on clip for it in class and did that kind of thing, um, and then. Uh, I was also working at, that was five years ago, or maybe even further than that. Um, and while I was working on the uh, Dorothy Fields album, um, there was a song called Remind Me. And uh, it, the song is, remind me not to find you so attractive. Remind me that the world is full of men. And at the time I was like, well, what do we, how can we, fix that how do we can we change that and so we wrote Sondheim and Steve wrote and he wrote back a couple of things and the problem was by the way was that the men had to rhyme with uh 10 and again so it wasn't like it just one time you could fix it and you had to keep on rhyming it sure so um we wrote Sondheim and he said you know here wanted to try this because he's a big Dorothy Fields fan and um then at the very end of it, he goes, well, it is 2013, just sing the lyric. Hmm. So, when, so I was like, well, if Sondheim says sing the lyric, you sing the lyric. <laughs> <laughs> and so that pretty much got us started on thinking, okay, what? there's a, a bunch of songs I've always wanted to sing, but... Ten years ago, there was no marriage equality, so I couldn't have, you know, you could have sung them, but they wouldn't have made as much sense as they do now. And um, at the same time, um, I keep, I, I saw the Arlington at the Vineyard Theater, mm-hmm. and it was, oh, um, I can't, it was starring uh, Alexandra Sieber. I think that's her name. And it's just a one-woman show, just showing her waiting for her husband kind of thing. And I just always, that was what my original intention was, was to do it as a one-man show, uh, cabaret-ish. But I didn't want to do it cabaret. I just wanted to do it in a theater kind of thing. And so that got it, got me started. And then I started talking to Tommy about it. And 
he's great. My husband, Tommy Krasker, and he's great at finding songs and knowing songs. He he can hear a song once and go and remember it. And then years later, you're like, how do you remember that? He goes, yeah. I, I heard it once and I remember it somewhere. And so, <laughs> um, but that's pretty much how it all started. I, I re- really wanted to do it as a, sh- as a concert one man show kind of thing. And uh, then last summer, um, I was doing a concert in Bristol, Pennsylvania at um, Bristol Riverside Theater. Um, they do these summer concerts. And uh, while we were, uh, since Tommy's health is not great, um, he comes with me whenever I do a show. And so he was there with me in Philadelphia. And he was like, well, you know, while we're here, why don't we go into the studio and record some of those songs? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and um, and we had pretty much it all kind of sort of scoped out. And um, so we called, we asked John Baxendine to come in and orchestrate it. Because usually the, all my other solo CDs, I'm so lucky to be able to say that. It's so scary. <laughs> um, this is your fifth. Yes. Um, We've asked different orchestrators to orchestrate different songs. And so this is the first time we had one orchestrator and um, to come in and just I just wanted to make it just uh, the continual, the sound to be the continual. And um, I also just in case if I ever could do it in a performance, I wanted it to do a small it's only five pieces. And um so we could. So if I ever, yeah, was able to, I could do it in a in a concert arena area, kind of thing. So that is uh, that's great, and you know, picking such uh, diverse songs from so many different uh, writers, you've been able to pull these together in such a great through line, uh, and actually bridge some of them together so tell us what was that process like um well, was it really a musical director process was it you know kind of talking with tommy and batting ideas around the room um pretty much batting ideas around the room i mean i i started working on it by myself for a bit and then i just got I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Tommy, please help me. <laughs> I knew I wanted to do Willie Like Me. That was mm-hmm. one of the ones. And also Windflowers. Um, I, this, our, our second CD on our label, we did a, a concert at a Joe's Pub of um, songs of um, Maross. And uh, Alice Ripley, uh, who I'd known when I was in California, uh, was in the concert, and I've always loved her version of Windflowers. I just always just it just spoke to me, and um, so that I knew that song I wanted to do. And um, what is the name of the song? Uh, I got lost in his arms. Uh, that one was from many when Tommy and I started dating. He was working for the Hollywood Bowl Orchestra. And Patti Lapone came in and did a Irving Berlin concert, and then they recorded it. And one of the songs was "I Got Lost in His Arm," and they paired it with something else. I can't remember. It wasn't what "Don't Ever Leave Me," uh, but I can't remember. And I remember wanting to do that song, and just not 
able to or not having the gumption to do it. So that was one of the songs that I always wanted to do. Um, Then it just started finding songs that kind of spoke to me. Uh, Tommy's the one that brought in It's a Nice Face and Mr. Snow. Cooking for cooking breakfast for the one I love. I was looking for another song called um, "Hey Mr. Carpenter." It's a not Idolopino. It is Loopy Loopy. It's a, oh, I can't remember from the twenty thirties, Loopy forties. I can't remember Loopy something. All of a sudden, I can't mm-hmm. remember her name. And I was trying to find that song, and I could never find it. And but I found "Cooking Breakfast for the One I Love," and I was just like. What about this song, Tommy? I mean, I literally found it on online. It was just a printed page. I don't know if I could ever find it again. <laughs> um, Tommy's favorite, all-time favorite, one of his favorite songs is um, I Didn't Know What Time It Was. And so he just said, let's try to figure out how to put it in there. And the other songs, just we just, um, I was lovely, 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 lonely man, um, that's one of the songs that I just always loved, and I just remember it from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were t- trying to figure out how to put it on and where to put it on, and how to because we wanted to tell a story from the beginning to an end. Because I, as I said, it's it is a it's a, I I always think of it as a song cycle, as a stage production kind of thing. Um, and and I don't want. I I don't like to tell my story of what I think the story, how the story should go. I like it when the listener forms their own story and goes, oh, I know this is why that song's there. This is why that song's there kind of thing. Um, and, and we do mix it up a bit, um, trying to bring, uh, like, uh, Cooking Breakfast for the One I Love. Uh, there's a little part where I hum and... I'm humming um, "Don't Ever Leave Me," <laughs> so and that song appears later on, um, and uh, um, like the song uh, "Who Gave You Permission." Uh, the, there's an intro, and the intro plays um, part of his um, "Mr. Snow." All of a sudden, you know, does that the guy thinking when he was younger, thinking about marrying Mr. Snow, Mr. Snow. This in re, when he's able to when he's has married, and near the end of the of his life, that song so it comes back, so you know that, you know he's thinking about the one. This is the one he loves. When you take on a project like this, uh, at the end we've seen the results here of fourteen tracks. Um, were there? Did you end up with a list of 20, 30, 40 different songs that you wanted, and did something get cut uh, just for time or didn't quite fit in with the overall thing that you uh, um, really appreciated? Only, only one song got cut. Well, i say two songs. can't tell you what they are because I don't want people to go, oh, I wish you had done that oh, one. Okay. <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I won't do that. <laughs> but um, um, as I said, one, you know, I said if I ever did it, do it as a concert, I, I would do one as the encore. Um, mm-hmm. And the other song, we were putting it with um, uh, Man with a Load of Mischief. And then finally, then we just did Man with a Load of Mischief. And it was just kind of like 
oh, and then John Baxendine orchestrated it and just kind of came up, let's do it this way. And that's when we're like, we don't need that other song. (laughs) Poor John had already orchestrated and everything. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, let's get rid of it. (laughs) So uh, you have this whole career, not only as a performer, but doing A&R for PS Classics, your your record label. Uh, How did... uh, how many how did years, that happen? How did that happen? How many years have you been doing it? It's been, I, you've been. We uh, started. We started the company in two thousand. Two thousand. I was going to say two thousand one. Two thousand. Okay, so you're um, eighteen. Eighteen years into it. Yes. Did you ever um, think? No, as uh, Jessica Malaski used to call us, the reluctant moguls. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we well. Tommy was producing albums for Audra and Mandy Patinkin and doing a bunch of Broadway shows and stuff. And uh, we had never worked together. And so we'd, he asked, you know, Philip, you want, let's do a CD. And I was like, okay. And he, what kind of stuff did you want to do? And I, I always wanted to be the ba- big band singer. Hmm. Um, that was something I loved. And I used to tour with Ray Conniff. And he does a lot of old big time songs. And um, so we went into the studio and we recorded it. And then we were going to sell it. And our accountant at the time said, well, if you're going to sell it, you got to form a company. And so we were like, okay. So we started PS Classics. We named it after our two dogs at the time. (laughs) And um, we were mostly just going to sell my CD. And then we did I did the concert at Windflowers and um Susanna Moros Tarjan came to us and said, you know, let's go into the studio and she was trying to find a label to put it sell it to and she went to a couple and then she came to us and said, Would you all sell it? And we're like, Sure. Um then we Tommy used to be the archivist for the Gershwin estate, and he, I think he did some time at the Cole Porter and different org- organizations, and he just remembers all these different um, uh, cast um, shows that had never been recorded because it was before recordings were done. And so he we recorded through the years, and so we had three CDs on our label, and somebody came to us a distributor and said you know would you like to be distributed by us and we're like okay (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then uh later on we uh different people just started coming to us and tommy went to uh knew more yeston and knew all of his music all of his songs that were in a trunk and just said you know can we can i go through that and put a make a cd and maury was more than happy and then after we did that, Maury was very happy with us. And uh, that was when Nine was coming out. And he said, you know, you should put a bid in and see what happens. And so we did. And we got it. And as we were around the kitchen table, very excited, like, yay. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, my God, we got to do a Broadway cast album. We've never done this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That's pretty much how it all came around. It just kind of happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the best type of things. I mean, I, I browsed through your uh, your 
your website here at psclassics.com and we have Cheyenne Jackson and Lauren Kennedy, Christine Andreas and Kate Baldwin and Stephanie J. Block, Judy Kuhn, Luker, Rebecca Luker, <laughs> Andrea Burns, Laura Osnes, Stephen Pasquale, Liz Calloway. I mean, this is, uh, you know, well, uh, on one hand you say, wow, you've been doing it 18 years. And then I look at this list and I say, it's only 18 years because it's such a deep catalog. And I'm sure each one of these albums has their own sort of stories that you could tell about them as well. Of how they, I will, uh, I, I will say one thing about them all. Sure. Uh, they, one of the things when we started the company, because Tommy was working for different labels and mm-hmm. it was a, very stressful. And he goes, and I said, I only, if I'm going to do this, I only want to work with nice people. Hmm. What's the point of running your own, running a company and having to deal with yeah. people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so all those people, those names, they're very nice people. They're, they're just, they're good people. It was just fun, you know? So that's one, one good thing <laughs> <laughs> you can. <laughs> well, it all, it all sorts of uh, makes sense now as you put together some of the things you've said in the last 15 minutes or so you have, uh, in your cast recordings, 110 of the shade and assassins and, uh, merrily. I mean, these are all, uh, lifetime relationships and, uh, a new brain, um, these are lifetime relationships that you've had uh, on and off the stage and in the theatrical community, fun home, golden apples. So, I mean, it, it's really an amazing uh, uh, way to almost look back and say, hey, this is what we've done for the last 18 years of our life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Philip, thank you so much for joining us on Broadway Radio. I want to remind uh, listeners that Philip's new album, which is uh, called Will He Like Me, is available in the PS Classics, and I'm sure you can get it everywhere. It was uh, released in stores and online November 9th, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Philip, thank you so much for joining us on Broadway Radio. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. By the dandelion clocks when we were young When we were young He caught me a mockingbird and wove a willow cage A cage from the willow where we kissed and clung He fought me fierce dragons, we were prince and a page 